Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Happy to Meet Cute. This is Fallon Ballard here with my intrepid co-host, Courtney Kay. I think today I am frazzled. Mm. (laughs) You're so fabulous to me. Um, Yeah, technology is a bitch sometimes. Yeah, I just like, I've been saying this for like many, many months now (laughs) that I really need a new computer, and I think I have finally hit the point where it's like, a need not a want (laughs) a new computer is one of those things where it's like it's exciting once you get it but like going to get it and going through it all is so annoying well and just like the process like I have and I don't know I guess this is my fault for being old but I store so many files on like the hard drive of my computer yeah and not just like book files, obviously, but like stuff that I use for weddings and like stuff that I like have to have access to. So like switching everything over is such a pain in the ass. I just am like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I mean, especially when there are other priorities, it's like, not now, not now computer. Yeah, seriously. But whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Maybe this is a good reminder for everyone to back up their work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always have been pretty good about that, but especially lately, I'm like, I email myself my book draft every Mm -hmm. time I work Mm -hmm. on it. (laughs) I'm not taking any chances. (laughs) I work on Google Docs a lot, so I feel like I'm over-relying on Google. (laughs) That scares me, too. So, like, it's in the cloud, but still, is it? (laughs) What is the cloud? Does anyone really know? (laughs) I do not. Oh, Um, shoot. All right. Well, I know you have had a very busy week, too. How are you doing over there? Oh, yeah. It's been very busy with a day job, which I think I mentioned last time. But success. We were victorious. (laughs) The trade show went well, so yeah, moving forward, I can now start the new year. (laughs) Good. Feels official. Feels official. How about you, beyond the computer? (laughs) Um, It's going okay. I feel like I am feeling mostly okay about how my like last week of uh edits are going of course I did get so my plan like according to like my schedule that I made for myself I'm gonna send this draft to my editor on Friday and be done with it and then I got an email from her yesterday where she was like so I'm gonna have your edit letter for the spring 2025 book for you on Thursday and I was like Okay, cool. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yes. You're like not even going to be remembering that you have a book coming out in like three weeks because <laughs> of all the yeah. edits. Honestly, though, that's kind of nice because like I definitely found myself going into a little bit of that like pre-pub spiral where I was like, yeah, I'm not going to sell doing? any books and like everybody's going to hate it. Like I definitely have had those moments like over the past couple of days. So at least now I can just be like, whatever, I'm just going to drown myself in edits and then I don't have to think about mm. this book coming out. So you're saying that still happens with each book? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of hoping that, I mean, I will say it started much later 
than okay. it did with book one and book two. So it's been a shorter period of time, <laughs> but it really kind of like snuck up on me. And mm. I was like, I like, I wasn't expecting it. And then I was like, yeah. oh, oh no, I still have anxiety. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's fine. It's going to be good. I'm here for you if you need me to remind you how amazing you are. Oh, thank you. You're the best. But it's going to be good. We got lots of fun stuff coming up, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what – oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. No, I was just going to, like, piggyback off what you were saying was, I think that's what – remember Summer Book Fest, how I got, like, so involved in it? It's not a coincidence that it was right when my book came out. (laughs) I remember when you told me the dates, I was like, isn't that, like, your pub week? Are you sure you want to do that? And you were like (laughs) – absolutely (laughs) that was good planning I need to remember that next time or was it (laughs) you know (laughs) anxiety always finds a way (laughs) true so true totally off topic but I had to share this with you because I know you'll be so excited I um was like making a video or a post or something the other day. And I was like, because, you know, I only listen to Broadway music. I was like, I can't put Broadway songs on my like book promo. I need Why to, find- I know I'm, I probably just should. I was <laughs> like, I need to find a song and for this video. And so I was like, I just Googled like Taylor Swift and <laughs> lovers. Yeah. Cause I was like, I know the girlies are going to come through for me. And they did like, they're a full on, straight up just like playlists of like all Taylor Swift enemies to lover songs. And I was like, this is like a freaking gold mine. She so, provides. Yes. <laughs> she does. I was going through and I was like listening to some of them and I was like, hmm, a lot of these are from reputation. And I was just like listening, listening, listening. And I'm like, these are like bangers. Like, okay. So I was she like, got you. <laughs> got me. I was like, all right, maybe I need to dip a toe into this. So I definitely have not full on converted, but I was like, okay, I could get down with reputation at least. This is the moment. I know. I felt like I was really coming into my own. It was a big, a big day for me. <laughs> <laughs> a big we come to T Swift moment. <laughs> We were in the car yesterday and we were just like driving to Target to do a pickup. And my kid was like, mom, you never told me you were a Taylor Swift fan. I was like, I wasn't aware I needed to let you know that. Okay. Oh God, I love him. Like he was so serious about it. Like he like noticed the shift right away. He's like, whoa, something's different. Uh, I was like, all right, kid, take it easy. <laughs> so cute. Oh, oh. my goodness. Um, <laughs> I know you've been crazy busy, but have you been watching anything fun? I'm almost done with Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. So I've um, gotten deeper into gaming. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Okay, I started one. Okay, it's like a story-based game, and I'm very late on this. It's been around for a while. But um, my good friend was like, you have to try this game. So I was like, okay. It's called um, 
Life is Strange, and I'm starting with the first game, which is called True Colors. It's basically Fern Falls. <laughs> Amazing. It's like queer hallmark, but with paranormal elements. Yeah, the artwork is beautiful. So it's like, you're not fighting bad guys. It's like a choose your own adventure. There's romance. And there's, like, bisexual stickers everywhere. <laughs> where, is, where have I been? Why am I just now doing this? Anyway, it's very good. And I'm very much loving it. Um, but I'm trying to, like, pace myself so I don't just, like, abandon my family. And <laughs> uh, But that has been, like, a very exciting development. Nice. Yes. That sounds really cool. I, I also got into those, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Here we go. It's very fun. And it's fun because like the banter, like the writing is top notch and it's like happening to you as the character. So it's like, oh, wow, this is very immersive, <laughs> like a romance novel, but it's like happening to you. It's wild. It's fun. Ooh, I feel it's, like there's a book in there somewhere. Oh, absolutely. It's super fun. Um, But yeah. And I, I redecorated my room a little bit and I put in like a galaxy projector, which is amazing. <laughs> it's changed my life. <laughs> so yeah, big things are happening in the K household. <laughs> I love that journey for you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been watching it? Oh, Vanderpump, right? Tonight is the night. Tonight oh. is the night. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Um, but also on a better note, I have been catching up on my Star Wars shows because I got so far behind on all my Disney plus stuff. Um, so I watched the book of Boba Fett and now I am watching the third season of the Mandalorian because I really need to watch the Ahsoka show. Um, but I got to like get through Mm -hmm. those first, but (laughs) So funny, I was like watching the book of Boba Fett and you know, like Boba Fett is a bad guy in the Star Wars, the Mm -hmm. original trilogy. And so this is like sort of his like redemption arc, sort of a story. And I'm sorry, this is just so shallow and vain and whatever. But I was like, look, this guy is not hot enough as a villain for me to care about his redemption arc. (laughs) You're like, he's no Ben Barnes. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Like, I will watch Loki do terrible things and be on his side. But, like, this, I was like, this is not working for me. So I really struggled to get through the first few episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. But then the Mandalorian showed up in the Book of Boba Fett. And so I was like, okay. You're like, okay, I can finish this now. (laughs) But I was like, uh, I don't care about you. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you're not attractive. So why am I watching this show? <laughs> you know what? When it comes to our TV shows, Fallon, you're not wrong, okay? I just, I need one hot person to like anchor me. Yeah. And... That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Speaking of Loki. <laughs> 
That is some, like, Loki is just probably one of the best, like, character studies in my mind if you're going to go, like, with a morally gray. Because he's a morally gray villain. Because he's the god of mischief. So, like, it's like, well, he can't help but be, like, awful. Because he's programmed to. Like, that's his role. Yeah. But then he, like, tries to go against it sometimes. And you're like, it's okay, Loki. (laughs) You can't help it. I'm sorry, the scene in Ragnarok when Thor and Loki are in the elevator. And I just, and like you can just see in his face when Thor is like, Loki, I thought the world of you. And he just is like, I know. And then when he actually shows up at the end, it's just like. I love him. He's lo- I love when he comes at the end because he still has to be like pompous about it because yeah, he's Loki. So he's like, I'm here. Has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. I love so it. Good. Me too. Um, and someone else we love. Two people that we love. <laughs> You're just like a professional now. Do you know that? A professional. <laughs> I should put that in my bio. <laughs> professional segwayer. <laughs> Anyway, we have uh, Jared Schusterman and Sophia Lapuente on the podcast today, and they are Ugh. both just like absolutely delightful. And we had so much fun in this conversation; like, <laughs> we laughed a lot. Yeah, a they're amazing. When they logged off, I think we had a like unanimous, like, like all <laughs> together moment. Ah, oh, the best! You're gonna, you all are gonna love them. Yeah, like, not only do they write amazing love stories, but then they are also, like, living their own rom-com, and it was amazing just listening to them talk. They're the real deal. They are, for sure. Um, So this one is super fun, so we will be right back with Jared Shushman and Sophia Lapuente. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Happy to Meet Cute. Fallon and I have been um, very much looking forward to this day. We have not one, but two very special guests with us. Um, And let me introduce you. Sophia Lapuente is an author, screenwriter, professor at UCLA, and avid world traveler who immigrated from Spain to the United States to realize her dream of storytelling. Since then, she has worked as a producer and casting director on an Emmy-nominated show and received co-author credits in the New York Times bestseller Gleanings, the fourth installment of the arc of a... Oh, shoot. I'm going to mess that one up. It's Scythe. Scythe? Scythe. Scythe. When Roma says I speak chunkolabs. <laughs> I made it so far. Scythe. Like, I've seen... I've seen the book everywhere, and I... It's one of those words I just have never known how to pronounce. Okay, size with her partner, Jared Schusterman. Jared Schusterman is the New York Times bestselling co-author of the novel Dry, which he is adapting for a major Hollywood film studio with National Book Award winner Neil Schusterman. He is also the co-author of the accoladed novel Roxy. His books have all received critical acclaim and multiple starred reviews. Jared wrote his most recent title, Retro, with Sofia Lapuente, and together they teach a course on writing at UCLA. 
They are partners in every sense of the word with love and multiculturalism as an ethos, living between Madrid, Spain, and Los Angeles. If they are not working, it means they're eating. Yes. I love you guys. Welcome. <laughs> we are so excited to have both of you on the podcast. I feel like this has been so long in the making because we first talked about this at Summer Book Fest, yeah. which was now like months ago. Um, so we're super excited to have you here. And yeah. especially with what we're going to chat about today. There's so many, so many good things we're going to talk about. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. They're so happy to be here. Yeah, we're so happy to be here. You know the romance world. It's like we're always living our, you know, our own romance. And then... It's like where we fit the most. And no matter what we write, we're always injecting as much romance as possible. And so it came to a point where we're like, uh, let's just write romance, like, directly. Yeah. So now we're, we're writing a whole bunch of romance We romance or thriller with romance. That's all we do. <laughs> Aw, I love that journey for you. <laughs> yes. And we were saying before we started recording that this is, like, one of the first times that we can actually talk about your actual meet cute mm-hmm. on Happy yes. to Meet Cute, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so let's just dive in with that. Can you tell us how you guys met? Okay, okay. Who's the cheesy yeah. one? I'm the cheesy. I'm a little cheesy, more cheesy. So I'm going to kind of, like, get into it. Um, so... It all it all took place six, six years ago. Well, I know six years ago and what eight days because it was our anniversary recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I know these things. Um, and we were in Los Angeles, and I, I saw I saw this beautiful girl out at um at a bar, and we were like a bar lounge, and in, in Santa Monica, and I saw her, and she was saying C C C C C C C because she was talking with a friend in a language I didn't know at the time. Um, I was thinking, I was like, okay, there's a chance she could be speaking Italian because, you know, I spoke a little bit of Italian. I lived in Italy for a bit and I knew that C was a word that they also used in Italy. So I was like, I'm just going to go talk with her. So immediately I didn't even think and just started saying C, 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 C. And we just started talking and my Italian was terrible and she was speaking Spanish and it wasn't Italian. And, but we don't even remember what we talked about. Right. I mean, we just, and that's how it was. It was like, it just happened to you. Right. Like it didn't matter what I said or what she said. We just talked and talked and talked and and um I got I was I was so nervous and excited I knocked over like three or four drinks like 14 like 14 and yes. just, and she and she made sure to get her number right in my phone like to make sure to not give me the fake number yeah and it was like okay let me make sure that's the real one and then and then I she texted me maybe an hour later I texted you an hour later and then she texted me being like you're so goofy, but I like you. So there was like no games. It was no. direct. Um, and and then I found out about a month later that she was saying C C C C C because her friend was asking her, "What do you think of that guy?" Pointing at me. So the whole thing came full yeah. circle, and within about a month or two, you know, we decided that we were like, "Let's move in together." With no, a, we moved in the month four. Month four officially, but I mean. Yeah, yeah, we were practically living at my place, and we um, and we started working together, writing together. I think month five. Yeah, we started writing a screenplays. We started writing screenplays, um, and it just like it all came together so organically. We went to Thailand in month and a half. Yeah, first month and a half we went to Thailand together. Yeah, after because after two three weeks of knowing each other, I I, like I had this trip planned to Thailand to see my brother and in Japan, and I was like I can't spend time without her, so I just asked like, hey, do you want to just come? And she came with my dad and my family and just after like three weeks and just spent, we spent two weeks together and yeah, it was, here we are. So. Oh, and you told me I love you in Thailand. I did. And 
and and we had to like we went to like Disneyland one time. We had to like lie and say it was our fourth year anniversary instead of our fourth month because just we felt almost weird because of how close we were and how we felt we felt almost weird to the outside world like they probably think we're just stupid and this is just like the honeymoon phase and it was like no no no, this is the real thing uh for a year yeah so we just would lie about that for a while and now we don't have to use that pictures so (laughs) so that's the story and within the first couple weeks Sophie was like, um, so do you believe in equality? I was like, yeah, I believe in equality. She's like, so why are we always speaking in English? I was like, perfect. <laughs> so I put myself straight to learn Spanish, and now I speak Spanish yeah. almost fluently. And we have an entire life in Spain and here, um, which is like just completely multicultural, multilingual, and everything. That's amazing. You guys are like legitimately your own rom com. Like we've got in Glasgow and she was like, You need to write a book. And yeah. the drama with the visa, the immigration part, the deportation, the, the whole world yeah. apart. We, did, we didn't tell you about that part. Yeah, that's yeah. the insane part, but we're like, we're going to write a book about it. Oh wow. Oh my god. You two are amazing. amazing. And I love as you're talking, just like progressively watching Fallon and I melt into puddles of glue. Oh my god. I have to say it's like one of those things where I feel like readers are very opinionated about insta love as a trope. But Mm -hmm. as someone who went through something very similar, like my now husband and I moved in together after dating for two months. And at the time, everybody's like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. stop that. But I'm like, well, now we've been married for like 12 years. So it's fine. So yeah. it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like that kind of thing is like, it's the closest thing to magic. You know, it's real. You, you know, it's real. So it's like, it's just a matter of time the other people see it, but you know, it's real. So, and actually yes. the funny thing is like, he was like really romantic and, and, but I was more into the, I will be single forever. And I love that idea and it's okay. And, and that's it. And I'm going to have tons of cats and be really happy. But then he came and I was like, in four minutes, I was like, oh shoot, goodbye plan. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember like facing that with my mom, like I met a guy and I'm going to stay in United States because he was about to leave. And she was like, when you told me that, I was like, she's crazy. That's it. It happened. She lost her mind. That's it. Like, like I was ready to have her back, but then I brought him in summer, like that summer. And then she was like, oh, I understand now. <laughs> oh. Oh. I love it. I love it so much. Um, that's amazing. What an incredible story. That's mm-hmm. really cool. <laughs> Love that for you guys. All right. Well, speaking of incredible stories, uh, your book, Retro, just came out in paperback. Uh, and we want to talk all about it. So if you could give us, like, not your elevator pitch. It can be a little bit longer than that. But just yeah. give us a brief yeah. overview. I, by the way, I love that segue about amazing stories. Um, <laughs> I know. How <laughs> not? Uh, okay. So going to, well, I don't know why I'm showing you, but I will. Retro just came out in paperback no it's coming soon in paperback on the 30th of january and it came out in hardcover last year Mm -hmm. and like let me give you all like a pitch um an elevator pitch on it so imagine if there was a really bad cyberbullying incident that happened at a high school and a girl gets really badly bullied and it's on a platform kind of like tiktok in our book we call them limbo 
So Limbo comes to that high school and goes, okay, we're going to make things right. We want, you know, to take responsibility for this. Um, let's give you guys an opportunity. We're going to give you a challenge. Can you make it one year without your smart technology? And if you do, you get the scholarship of your dreams. It's called going retro. And everyone's like, I can get into this, you know, retro vibes, retro clothes, retro music, retro everything. And, um, and everyone's having fun. And our main character, Luna, and her friends every single week have this new challenge that they have to do that's retro. Um, and Luna falls in love with, with this character who is kind of a, a little bit more, he's, he's, a, he's really a cute guy. Yeah. I mean, Axel. He's, he's Axel. He's a cute guy. He's like a popular guy, influencer, but he's an enemies to lovers, 100%. For sure. At the beginning, they can handle each other. <laughs> but they both, for different reasons, play the retro challenge. So then they start to meet because part of the retro challenge is about meeting people and doing things that you will have never done before. Yeah, and there's a lot of found, found friendship in it and found family and um, and definitely a strong romance line because we had to put a strong romance in line in. Um, and what it's also a thriller. And what ends up happening is a lot of these a lot of these people who are playing this challenge they start to disappear. And one by one, it's up to our main characters to figure out in this newfound friend, this, new, this newfound relationship, to figure out how are we going to, to find these people or to find out who's sabotaging this challenge or maybe we're next. Um, so expect all your lies, your twists, your betrayals, your romance. Um, and, you know, you'll normally, normally find in a YA romance thriller. And um, something that we really love about the book is that every single chapter title is actually a retro song. Um, from maybe girls just want to have fun to bye bye bye, which could be a breakup scene. You'll have to read the book to find out. And <laughs> there's a QR code inside the book, so you can just kind of scan it and go to Spotify or iTunes or YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's all there for you, and you can kind of listen while you read or whatever. So we're really excited about it. Um, and that's our book retro. Baby. It's our book, baby. <laughs> all right, the QR code. That's inspired. Yeah, we have it right here. That's like, cool. So we have. Yeah, that's yes. It says QR code. That's very cool. Yes. So you can get in the vibe, or you go, or, or read and listen, like up to you. We had to twist arms to get that in there because there our publisher was like, "We don't put QR codes." In. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 it's gonna work. You'll see. Yeah. And people are really like, just trust me. I, yeah, this would be the best movie. Like, I want to watch that so badly on top we of reading it. Too. We're talking with producers. Tell the entertainment industry. Yay, yeah. we're yeah. saying it. We're interested in retro. Fingers crossed. It's the beginning of the year. We've been in talks. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, I love that. Um, as somebody who taught junior high and high school, I just, like, I can imagine just seeing their faces oh hearing that they can't use technology <laughs> oh yeah oh my some, well, so we talk with a lot of schools and some students you know most of them raise their hands like yeah i take it and then maybe half of them pull it down like i would fail um but yeah. is the scholarship of your dreams like i mean it's a big mistake and, and you'll see why luna has to do it because she comes from an immigrant family and is like this is the only way i'm going to make it like so I want to get into a good school and she want to be a mm. psychologist. So there are different reasons why people is, is taking the challenge. So it's pretty interesting. But what we do is always like, you have a choice. If you don't want to take the challenge, it's up to you. You, you need to want to do that. Um, but it's fun. It's fun. And we have a lot of schools that are taking the retro challenge. Yeah. So we do school talks. We've done virtual and yeah. in-person talks at over 60 schools already this yeah. year. 
And um, wow. many schools are taking spirit days or spirit weeks out of the retro challenge and actually going retro for a full day. They put their phones away, just like we do in the book. And then they talk about, oh, this is how it affected me. This is how I felt. Some up here with the skates. And- yeah, some up here with skates in class and they just listen to the music all day and they're dressed. And, you know, and retro is technically anything that's 20 years, 20 years old. So, yeah. We're we, retro. So we're, we're retro. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we've met we before that are retro. So it's yeah. not, no big shock, everyone. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so they're, they're having a lot of fun with it. Amazing. That's very cool. I love that. Um, yeah, that does make me feel very old. But also, I also am so appreciative that I didn't have social media and things oh. like that when I was a teenager because I it seems like a nightmare. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. that we don't know how to handle it. They give you the that like weapon, but they didn't tell you how to use it. So it's like, now what? Um, but yeah. Yeah, we were yeah. before. I mean, we didn't have social media. I kept a little thing in high school, but no. Yeah. I'm not a social media person. Like, that's the, the funny thing. Like, I, I use it, but I'm not, like, addicted to it or really, 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 really enjoy it. Um, I still, like, when I'm having fun, I forget to do photos. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, we should have posted that. Oh, guess what? I was having fun. Ah, uh, shoot. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I was, like, that. 13 when MySpace was around, but it was, like, it's mm-hmm. not the same level of engagement now. That was when it was, like, actually, I felt a little more normal and healthy, and now there's, now, you know, now there's some algorithms that can just trick you into, like, scrolling yeah. for three hours yeah we all enter there yeah we all fall on those on those loops yeah. like for example when we are writing we really try to have our phones away because if not it's, it's going to happen but when we were writing retro um we wanted to make sure that people will not lose like the interest interest so if i was reading something and then i would check my phone he was like what happened there why you check your phone is something boring going on we should change something so we'll be analyzed mm-hmm. all the time because uh, we our chapters are pretty short in retro because we wanted to make sure teenagers can read it, like be engaged and don't get lost. And you have high school. Yeah, I have I have ADD, so we're like we need chapters to be short. We need the goal is just like super high engagement. So we're like, mm-hmm. how can we just like really engage people and keep them like and keep them devouring this book like they would their sure. Insta scroll forever scroll yeah. on a, on, on a Netflix show or on, on TikTok mm-hmm. or something like that. So that's who we're trying to compete with. And that's just the mindset that we had, which is why there's chapter titles of songs and cliffhangers everywhere. And, you know, it's fun. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I love what you just said about as you're writing as mm-hmm. you, and you reach for your phone does that mean something about what you're writing? And I am like, oh shit, I'm mm-hmm. going to pay attention to that in the future yeah. because I never really thought about that, but that makes total sense. Like if I'm going for that distraction, something is probably missing in what I'm working on in that mm-hmm. moment. Yep. And it can be from a line that you don't care or you need to break the chapter. Or you just need to analyze, but yeah, it's a good recommendation for everyone. And or even something else I've been realizing more and more, you know, constantly learning things as a writer one of the things i've realized about myself more is like if i'm not loving a scene loving a scene then i will write the scene worse i will just put less love into it and then if i mm-hmm. realize that i'm not really paying attention when i'm doing a read through on that scene then okay maybe i haven't written it as good as as i should because i'm not as personally invested so it pushes you to have that extra discipline yeah 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 i totally feel that um i think that totally comes across when you're reading, you can tell when an author is having fun with what they're writing and if they're yeah. enjoying it, like that definitely comes across to the yeah. readers, I think. So true. 100%. <laughs> yeah. 
the head oh. part. <laughs> um, I noticed too, especially when I'm drafting and it's just a, a brain thing, but I get like the laser focus of writing is such an energy output for me that I often have to stop and like do something else because I get like really fatigued. Um, but I like stopping to think about like, okay, am I fatigued or am I just bored? (laughs) Do I need to look at this scene differently? I really like that. Yep. And so what we do to take a break is a cook or walk. So we're cooking Mm -hmm. or we're walking and it gives us the perspective to why I'm not engaged. Why I don't want to keep reading. Why I prefer to be doing this right now. And then sometimes, you know, it's because you just need to breathe. But other times it's like, oh, I was getting so bored there. Like, mm, I don't know how to leave that. So then you... And so, so he's like, oh, I'm kind of bored with that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll do it better. <laughs> yeah, I'm really expressive. Let's say that. I'm opinionated and expressive. <laughs> That's good. I love like, that. At the end of the day, the readers are going to be even harder. Oh, your editors or your agents. Yeah. So it's like um, you you need to be here. You need to well, we need to push it. That's yeah. a great yeah. dynamic. Well, that's a great transition into uh, chatting a little bit more about how you guys write together as writing partners uh, who are real life partners. Um, <laughs> so we would love to hear a little bit about like your process, how you guys work together, how that dynamic goes. Give us the insight. So the main thing is like we are opposites. We are so different. Like people think that we spend the whole day together, but the truth is he's a morning person and I'm a night person. So But she's like really a night person and I'm like really a morning person. Like for example, I can wake up at six AM or seven AM and she'll wake up at noon. So it's like we have a six hour period where like I'll work on the morning and then she'll be working. But you work in the morning actually in a really different way that I work. Yeah, like true. he's like I wake up and I do some meditation and I put my perfect tea and I see the sunrise. No idea what is the pleasure, but he does that. And then I appear at eleven or twelve like, hey, hi, I'm alive. <laughs> a little like red flaming out Cheeto residue yeah, on like, her shirt. Like... Chaos, scary. <laughs> he's like, let's work. We work the whole day together. We use Google Docs. Uh, because it's our way to be able to see each other at the same time when we're writing together. Without erasing each other's work. Without erasing each other's work. Yes. Um, and then he goes to sleep and I stay awake until like 3, 4, 5 a.m. In the morning, the opposite, chaos in my bed with cheetos in the bed. Like, I'm just a disaster, but I love it. And um, But it also makes sense because she's on Spanish time. Yeah, so her time. life and friends and family, yeah. it all just kind of, so it I works. I have dinner late. Like my average time for dinner is 11 p.m. Like I just do everything late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it works. Yeah, but my breakfast intersects with her lunch. So we always yeah. have that together. <laughs> no, my breakfast. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I usually breakfast around 12.31. So it's perfect. <laughs> So, yeah, so that, that's kind of like how we write together. And, you know, and also in a way, people go, how do you write together if you're a partner? Do you guys do you guys get in fights about things? And the truth is, it's just like a really intense version of doing the dishes, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's accountability, there's communication, there's did you do this? Oh, let me wait. I'll do this. I'll take this. Yeah. I'll drive while you wash. We say the main thing is communication. Like yeah. the only way to write together, at least for us, is communication. We communicate everything. No one can take a decision alone. And we use a lot of uh, color code. 
like the whole if you see our drafts they are all in colors so if i don't like something and i want to talk with gerald i put it in red oh if and all caps yeah and all caps <laughs> just yes. make sure you know you see it <laughs> but then if there is something that we really like like okay we need to make sure we keep that we put it in green and we are debating about something i put it in blue and then when we do a pass over that we put it in orange so it's a really easy way for us to see everything uh, it's like a, com- a way to communicate also when we are not talking. Maybe when I'm at night alone or when he's in the morning working alone. So when we see the colors, we know what's going on. Uh, we use that too. And before starting any book, first we draft. No, we draft. Sorry, we outline. Like We talk everything. We spend two weeks talking, 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 talking. And because we come from screenwriting, we have like a full wall with like cards. And mm. we do like that method. So we have all the plot and the characters and we start to move them around and what's going to be happening. And when we feel like we have it clear, which means not clear at all because it's going to change a lot from there, but that's what we think at the beginning, uh, we start to write in, in the Google Docs. And a lot of other co-authors um, have done it before. Like you write one chapter and the other one writes another chapter and you go back and forth and take turns with characters. We don't do that. We do everything like together. really, really together. She'll write something you know, one paragraph, I'll write another paragraph. So it's really, really, really intertwined in that way. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a ton of communication, even when we're doing notes of like, okay, I'm on it. I'm working on this. Okay. You're working on this. I'm in the next line. So like we have to micro analyze even the communication from moment to moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, I have learned a lot about communication in this relationship and in life in general. (laughs) And it's really good. So it works. Amazing. Oh my God. That's very cool. We'll never forget um, when you joined us for Summer Book Fest and my spouse met you both together and he was like, Courtney, did you know that people who are partners in real life are writing partners too? Did you know about this? Like that people do this? I was like, yes, yes, honey. He's like, oh my God, how? <laughs> people say Maybe it's because he does. Do you remember him say that? Um and maybe it's because he does the laundry and I do the dishes. Which so. <laughs> <laughs> is totally okay. <laughs> That's he amazing. Because I don't, I, I understand, like, I don't know other way to do it. Uh, yeah. I just, like, I have read a screenplays by my own, but never a book by my own. Like, we do it together. So for me, it's like, it's like, like, it's like, like, if you play soccer, you understand there's 11 people playing for me is like that so now when i see cool. we're on tour or doing things like that i'm like oh it's so cool we're traveling together we are sharing this experience yeah. together i love that we go to yeah when we were in valencia when we yeah. were it's like oh we leave this together it and was then, like it was almost like a date and then afterwards yeah. we're like we went to eat wings. we're dressed up nice we go to the other <laughs> after and then we do something and it's like what, what, a, nice what a great date what a great day so that's kind of like how it always feels when we're out signing I love it. I love that. I was definitely thinking during your dishwashing metaphor that there was a point in my relationship where I literally looked at my husband and I was like, you're not allowed to load the dishwasher anymore because you don't do it right. And I can't handle it. I was like, just don't even touch it. It's mine. And that's why we don't write books together. It's not for everyone. Do you think you could though? Do you think you could both write with your partners? Um, I feel like honestly, I probably could if we really, yeah. if we really yeah. sat down and wanted to do it. I do joke that I steal all of his best lines and put them in my books and attribute yeah. them to myself. So, 
But I I couldn't, I don't think I could because he doesn't like books. (laughs) I have that too. (laughs) Yes. But one really great thing that I am able to do with my partner is he'll help me hash out like scenes or he'll help me brainstorm or since he's like so far removed from that creative process I'm he can have a different perspective so if I'm over analyzing something he can usually pick out the problem and help me solve it very quickly (laughs) sure sure I I remember Nicola Jung and David Jung they were explaining that they used to they are like the first critic reader to each other when someone one of them has a book and now they are writing together now they have decided to write together after years of helping each other so it's like you just it's up to you on when is the moment and when you feel like it's making sense and like it's so interesting because writing together also has shaped our relationship in many ways like as Mm -hmm. far as communication is concerned but like micro communication about a lot of things um, but even like, for example, how our time schedules are, right? Like it kind of molded us into this. I'll have my six hours in the morning. She'll have her six hours at night because obviously you don't want to be in the same room as somebody for 24 hours a day. So it's great to have that distance. So I can have my own thoughts, my own things, and she can have hers. And then also like you'll be in Spain sometimes for a month or two without me and I'll be in Spain. So we will take that time as well. And then I'll come visit for, you know, two months or one month. Um, so it just... And we'll work over Google Docs, yep. even when we're that far away. Yeah. So we kind of all molded it together. It works for our life. Yeah. And that keeps you connected while you're apart, too. That's so nice. Yeah, yeah exactly. And when you're doing romance, and you're last time we were separate for two months, and we were writing these, these romance um, that happens in the Mediterranean coast, and we were like, Hmm, I want to do this with you. That's so cute. Oh. I can't oh. wait to see you. And, and on the flip side, if we get into an argument, you know, like, normally in life you know you get an argument it's like i don't want to talk to you and then you put on your headphones or whatever you do your thing but then it'll be like i don't want to talk to you but we have to work don't we so then we get into this like enemies <laughs> to lovers like moment of like kind of like right like, we write to each other things and he's like oh yeah really now yeah. you understand what i'm saying <laughs> and but but it kind of helps uh, like yeah, the like, coming together process because yeah. like we have this common goal where maybe i would and we be, admire each other that's yeah. the thing we work together because we admire each other. So even when you are mad, then you start to see what the other person is writing or bringing to the table. And you're like, hmm, it's okay. Hey, well, that's good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I bet the banter is spot on in those yeah. moments. Yeah. <laughs> do you mind if I ask, um, do you have a certain writing schedule where you like write some days on and then you take some days off? Or is it kind of just however you feel we are constantly flowing with yeah we, we every week depends because if you have a school visit for example mm. that will change your schedule uh the only thing that we always say no matter what's going on with our books we take trips like that's a 100 percent. like we because we feel like it's never going to be the perfect moment because there's always going to be edits and writing and so it's like we're taking a trip no matter what and the other thing that we respect is that we are social people so we do social plans. We will never say no to go to a birthday's friend because we have to write or because we have edits. Uh, we always say yes, unless it's the week before sending the book that then maybe you need to be taking care of some stuff. But if not, it's like always yes to our friends, always yes to our family. And we also really mm. prioritize the sun. Like, for example, yeah. if the day is a sunny day, we're like, we are taking our break at this time. Mm. We're taking this walk. So 
it's completely We'll fluid. never take a day off on a rainy day. Yeah, like for the rain, it's like you work. We change the plans. It doesn't matter. It's like, oh, that thing we we're going to do, forget it. It's raining. We work. Like, yeah. 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 I so like it's like I don't know, I and mean, in LA people don't drive gray when there is rain. So what a nice way like, to say that. Yeah. <laughs> what? What do you mean? <laughs> so it's like, you know, we could die or we could ride. So <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. Riding, saving Los Angelinos on rainy days. <laughs> it's so true. I feel that too, though, about the sun. I feel like if you grow up in a like I grew up in Southern California, if you grow mm-hmm. up in a place where you are always accustomed to getting a lot of sun, when it's absent, you really miss it and it really takes an effect on you and so I definitely especially in these like winter months where I'm like yes get me outside I need that vitamin d yeah the real kind the kind that comes from the sun (laughs) um (laughs) I need to like soak that in while I can yeah I feel that yeah yeah you are also you're from Orange County yeah and and I'm from Spain that is sunny so it's like we, we need that yeah. yeah it's really cool because sometimes we talk with our uh, our friends that write fantasy and they are the opposite like oh i like to live in portland and be separate and it's raining so that i get inspired i'm like i get it from witches and vampires and all that world like it makes no that sense but for my cute girl going around being enemies to lovers i don't know what to do <laughs> you know, I'm putting here in a convertible. Oh, that actually gives me a really interesting thought. Like, I wonder if your location impacts your writing topics or what you choose to write about. I think 100%. Yeah. Like, 100%. 100 If I will want to write something, let's say, dark, um, it will be really hard for me to be doing it in Ibiza in July. Like, yeah. like it will be like uh, no, you know, like the dark thing here is the the tourists getting that drunk. Like, that, like that's a different kind of darkness when I'm living. Like, like it's just I think like, and I think that's fun too to get with the ambience and get with the vibe of where you are. Yeah. Like our next romance, the one that we're writing in the Mediterranean coast, we went to Spain to write it. We mm-hmm. were like, let's use a summer with the sun and the sangria and, and, and the whole vibe to write it. So it was way smoother than being writing about Spain being in the United States. And it, it's about this girl who finds out that she's adopted and she realizes that she figures out that her, her real parents, her she's biological American. parents, she's American, her biological parents are from Spain. So she goes to Spain for the summer and she falls in love and has this, and learns her culture and all of that. Um, and what's really interesting is Sophie's um, um, uncle-in-law mm-hmm. more or less is a, a lighthouse operator so we got to go into the lighthouse of this beautiful quaint town and you walk up the spiral and you go to the top and there's these glowing orbs and it was this romantic beautiful mm-hmm. thing and we got inspired to like, we need to write something together and that's actually what made us want to write something together mm-hmm. and it was the first thing we wrote which was a screenplay and now six years later we're right we're adapting it into a book into a why um novel so it's about the lighthouse operator who falls in love with this girl who comes to spain trying to find her her roots, her roots and her culture and uh, it's called mm-hmm. mediterranean lights and we are currently <gasps> drafting it right now <laughs> oh my i just I love got that chills. so much <laughs> uh, that's but, so sweet <laughs> oh my god I love 
Um, but also <laughs> what you're saying is that as romance writers, we should um, take lots of beautiful vacations and yes. <laughs> drink lots we of sangria. <laughs> write it all off. And yeah. yeah. Research. <laughs> research. 100% research. Like if I'm on a date with Jared, he's like, oh, this is research. That's it. Oh, yeah. 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 Right off. It's a write-off. That's my favorite line. I say that all the time. It's a yeah. write-off. Mm-hmm. Also, still not an, an accountant, so please don't take our tax <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, that, uh, I just am obsessed with that whole concept that you just told us, because I feel like yeah, that is always too. the dream. It's like, you go on a vacation and you meet some like super hot guy. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Okay, Fallon, did you? Everything. And- Pretty true. Sophie and Jared, when I was in high school, I literally, that was like my pipe dream. It was like, one day I'm going to go like to a different country and I'm going to fall in love. And <laughs> literally yeah. after high school, I looked at all these like study abroad programs. I'm like, this is it. This is, <laughs> the, <laughs> this is the one. No, you guys lived it. You're deciding boyfriend. Like, do you want an Italian? Do you want a Spaniard? Do you think it's going to be like that? I feel you. But oh, it was like my gosh. we're trying to capture this thing. Like, we've all been there, right? Like, what about going a summer and meet someone from a different country? And, oh, my God. And it's almost between impossible love but amazing but the culture. But... I mean, but that's what happened to me, and that's what happened to us, you know. Yeah. And it didn't quite mm-hmm. happen going to Spain; it happened in LA. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, yeah. we spent so much time in Spain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh, you amazing, <laughs> amazing, living All the right. dream. You really are. Um, we have to dive into our next topic. That I'm going to be totally mm-hmm. honest. I'm going to maybe get some slack for this. I have not watched. The summer I turned pretty yet. Um, I actually almost sat down yesterday and watched it because of <laughs> putting together the flow show for today. But I was like, okay, I got to hold off. Um, but I cannot wait to hear this debate that I know is going to transpire because we got to talk team Conrad versus team Jeremiah. I know Courtney has feelings. I know you guys have feelings. Mm-hmm. And I feel like by the time we're done recording this, I'm going to be ready to watch having feelings too (laughs) so let's be more polite than when we're in bed let's talk (laughs) more polite way about this topic (laughs) um you have a story i mean yeah i think i think it's team jer because at the end of the day you're really getting my yeah because at the i feel like the the high school thought is oh i want the conrad but real life conrads maybe don't grow up to be the best you know like maybe you want someone who's there for you who is warm who hears you so i think in the short term many people can get caught with this whole conrad thing but at the end of the day jeremiah is clearly the guy who i think is a better guy um and if i'm thinking who would i be more comfortable with my sister dating um yeah jeremiah please (laughs) and that's it what what do you got sophie (laughs) (laughs) okay i was thinking jeremiah at the beginning 100 for what you said I was then in the next season, Team Jeremiah. But I don't want to spoil, but at the end, I suffer from Conrad after what he sees after leaving that exam he does. I feel like brothers should communicate better. I feel like at the end, I'm now really suffering from Conrad. 
Like, I think Jeremiah didn't mm-hmm. do a good job. But here's my thing about all this. I think that Belly is the main problem. Yeah, and Belly, the people Be- is Belly going is to like problem. that. Here I go. Sorry. Like, for me, Team Jeremiah, Team Coran, and this Belly is quiet. He's trying to fuck me. being really confused all the time. And he's like, girl, there are two. Thank God <laughs> they are not three brothers because you'll be, wow, all in. Like, Yeah, you could like, recut the trailer of that into a horror movie with, like, Belly, like, kind of yeah, invading the family. Like, I understand Belly. Like, I get it because, let's be clear, both have really good things. But it's like, I feel like Belly takes all these decisions not thinking how it's going to affect their brothers mm-hmm. and their relationship. And I feel like you could think a bit about that. So I'm basically team Jeremiah, then team Conrad for a bit, and Belly will need to talk. And oh, so you're team Jeremiah too? Yeah, because the I, thing we is, her. no, 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 I don't get that. No way. No, no, no. The thing is with is like, I call like golden retriever. Golden retriever. And you are kind of that. See, I'm a, so, little, I'm a little more like him. I, I really like, like, at the end of the day, I will be with Jeremiah, my own Jeremiah, but I feel like Jeremiah has to, has to talk with his brother. The communication, they need to wash the dishes together and have a conversation. That's what. Okay. Now I want to hear. Courtney, what do you got for us? <laughs> Okay, in the words of my 12-year-old who is obsessed with this show, Conrad is toxic and Jeremiah has very pretty eyes. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I feel like that's very perceptive of her to realize that he's toxic. He's toxic, check that eyes. (laughs) It's really on point. Jeremiah is just like such a sweetheart. He, at least with Belly, he's very honest and like open and just like a little bleeding heart cinnamon roll. Um, But Conrad is so like, okay, this is where, this is where I have feelings. Okay. So I'm going to get some heat for this probably. So Conrad, I just feel like it's so contrived like his broodiness like he mm-hmm. he'll be fine one second like he'll they'll have an honest communication him and belly and then the next he's like no i can't talk to you it's like yeah. no, um you just had a conversation like i feel like it's more contrived than it is natural for him to act that way <laughs> Because um, I think real there aren't real Conrads, or real Conrads don't mm-hmm. actually have those open conversations, you know? Maybe they really shut themselves away from I think Conrad runs away, he's with a cheerleader, and he's talking with three at the same time. Yeah. That's the real Conrad, probably, you know? Kind <laughs> um, of like, yeah. oh, go ahead, Sophie, sorry. But here is different, we need to, like, vote. Right, right. Um, and also I think the show, oh, I feel bad saying this, but I've, I've watched it all, but I think the show also tries very hard to create conflict because there was like three episodes in a row where it was like the conflict was about the house. And I'm like, bro, let's move on. And 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 I understand that, that the writers needed to make sure there was conflict, but I feel like they're doing it at the expense of Belly's empathy. So she's turning into this like fire poker yeah. for every situation yeah. exactly. like you're the one now yeah and okay that leads to my next issue i love sweet belly but what does belly want in life what yeah. what 
does Belly want for her future um, besides just being a ping pong ball between Conrad and Jeremiah? That's my issue with the show. Like, that's my whole issue. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like... like that. Almost like belly college decision, depending on with which guy she is. And I yeah. was like, you should make your own college decision. Like okay. that should be something super personal to you and your future. No, like oh, Jeremiah is going to that one. It will make sense. We can do it together. It's like, no, 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 no. Let, let's let's do a new portion of this game. Let's tell okay. let's tell Belly what we think she needs to do because and how she needs to how she needs to be behaving because oh, I, I think love it. All I love Poor it. Belly. I, I will just go like. Choose a college never depending on a guy. Your future should never depend on a guy. And I would say to her, I would say, I think you need to go for Conrad. Because at the end of the day, like, really within your heart. Really, really, really. I think you need to. But then you need to allow it to fail so you can learn. And then, and then if you look, no, because then you look to Jeremiah and go, that's not him either because I'm not feeling that spark. And then find your Jeremiah at Stanford or whatever college she's going to. That has the spark for her. You got to find the golden retriever that you feel that you actually have that spark with. It doesn't have to be with a toxic guy. So the answer is neither. Belly, grow up. What do you, what do you got? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna throw a wrench in the mix, and I'll say, Ooh. Belly, you need to move on from this family. <laughs> the house and divorces. And- Belly, go to meet a lighthouse operator in Spain. <laughs> no. We're going to write fan fiction that crosses our story. Uh, <laughs> Belly, you need to go on a trip. Go study abroad, Belly. That's what we're taking away from this. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, you have not convinced me to watch the show. I'm just going <laughs> to... Why not? I love the complicated like mother-daughter relationships in the show. Uh, between her and her mom, I feel like there's lots of good scenes between them that really like go deep into just c- the complexity. Um, yeah. And I mean, I just love Jeremiah and his eyes. <laughs> He's just like a we little all... bisexual baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like it's just for me, Jeremiah, and see him and at the end of the day, I'm like, I will adopt you. I will yeah. generally yeah. adopt you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I love the aesthetic. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I do love the relationships between the parents, and it is funny though. It's I like, like that yeah. even if it's a YA story, they put the parents, yeah. and the parents are not just like these silly people that they don't know what's going on, and that's it. It's like no, like parents talk with their kids, and and there is conflict, and things happen, and you grow, and both parents learn from the kids, and kids from the parents, and I love that they show that. But but sometimes to make keep the story moving along, they make the parents like super way too cool, I think. Like, oh, you're just drinking, having sex and partying. My bad. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to bother you. Quite work like that. <laughs> so, but I mean, you got to keep the story going. <laughs> and there are times when the parents are like so harsh out of nowhere and I'm like, yeah. what the yeah. heck? Yeah. Oh man, this show. That show's wild. That show is wild. It's wild. <laughs> I'll watch it like a thousand times over though. Yeah. I know. I know. I will too. It's yeah. it's like a soap opera. Like it has that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I was talking with some friends that they work like they are like you know, like they are executive producers and Apple TV and Amazon and I'm like, okay, of all the things, what do you really watch in that? And he's like, Jeremiah and Conrad. And I'm like, I see. So 
all these things, you know, and you want the Amy's and you want, but what you're really watching tonight on Tuesday with your in and out burger is <laughs> the summer that's are pretty. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I mean, some people don't need that. You yeah. need it. And people put it down. Like, oh, that thing is like, you know, that thing is making me happy on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. And, and we love art movies, but to be honest, you know how much is it cake we've actually oh, watched? My God. Like oh, sometimes you get British bakers. Yeah, British bakers. Sometimes you just need to turn your brain off. I realize as an adult, that's what television is more for me. When I was younger, yeah. it was more like the artistic thing, or and now it's more just like I gotta, I, I need, like I need to survive. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, give me a second, but this transition is gonna make sense. I promise. Uh, the thing that I watch to turn my brain off is The Real Housewives, um, or basically anything on Bravo. I'm here for it. And I was so excited to get to talk to you guys today because last night on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they were on their first day of their trip to Barcelona. And <laughs> I'm not joking. I know how this makes me sound, but I get like 90% of my travel plans from watching Bravo shows because every time they go on a vacation somewhere, I'm like, I want to go to that place. <laughs> and then I remember I don't have their travel budget uh, and I need to bring it down. <laughs> um, Spain has been on my list forever. And obviously it's a place you guys spend a lot of time. Um, so I, if we can start with Spain to so please get my mm -hmm. travel plans going and then we can talk about some of your other favorite places too. But if for people that are interested in traveling to Spain, what do we need to know? Ooh, Where should we go? Yeah. Tell us everything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I know something about it. Um, <laughs> I feel like the main thing about Spain, go. The sensation is freedom. For me, I always say, and when people come, is freedom. Like the world is upside down in Spain. Like there is no rules. Like we are on the streets. That's how we live on the street. And then you, you talk with people, you eat, you, you, for example, something really common is you start lunch and then you will stay talking with your friends and then they serve you dinner in the same place because you were starting lunch at 2 p.m. But you keep talking and some, another friend come and then you order another bottle of wine and suddenly it's 10 p.m. And it's like, okay, yeah, we'll have dinner. It's fine. That's the kind of vibe. Um, you don't need to plan this stuff. Like just leave it, get lost. I always say that, like, there is no planning, there is no people improvise. There. Suddenly you get a friend, hey, where are you in that class? Okay, I'll be there in 10 minutes. We walk everywhere. Okay, cool, let's do it. Let's get in a bottle of water. Let's go here. Let's try. Let's... So I would say, for me, Spain means freedom and improvising a lot. And also, if you like art um, museums, I would say, like, I, I, I fall in love with art. So I love to go to, to see Picasso, to see Dali. Like, I, I love that. That and wine. And... I would say Barcelona. Madrid, Valencia, and Seville. Yeah, yeah. And to like kind of piggyback off some of the things she was saying, as someone who's like learned the culture, learning the culture, I love certain aspects of it. Like they created the nap, you know, yeah. the siesta. Why? Because there's partying all night, or you start eating dinner at ten or eleven sometimes, um, and weddings go until six or seven a.m. Um, and you know the sensation of like you're just there in the city it has this like almost like feel of uh, to me okay i i really loved high school and i really loved high school lunch because i'm like what are you doing oh let's go here this room this place this place. it felt like that all the time you're just like oh where are you i'm going here let's hang out here let's go and it just never ends so you're just constantly going and doing plans so i and another thing is like the time like 
for example, here when you're in a restaurant, you have the hour and a half, right? And you need to leave and then you need to plan another thing. There, if you are eating, but then you're like, I want to open a book and just read here. No one is, it's okay. Like up to you what you want to do. Like everything, like it's up to, there's no rules. Like, yeah. The waiter's eyes isn't bulging. Like, do you want a mojito? Like, no, like <laughs> I'm good. I'm just going to read here yeah. and chill. Like it's okay. Because there's no tips really, or not really. Yeah. Which is, it's just a different way to do it. But for me, it's like improvise and do what you want. The city is yours and everything is walking distance. So it's like mm-hmm. up to enjoy so i would say it's been 100 and culturally it really like works for me because it's like it's it's a little more progressive than here but it's yeah. less sensitive than here and for me that's something that i really like so yeah oh that's another thing of course um i mean lgtb wise like open 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 like with that mm. things um it's not an option like like everyone you see it in the streets and everything feels okay and natural and and and, and everyone's happy and and i really appreciate that but people can be really like straight up with you too mm-hmm. you know like there's no bullshit you know i see that with sophie all the time she's like um you look really great today but i don't like how it looks on you you know and it's like i'm not gonna go and yeah and i go great thanks because i want to look good for my partner i want to look good in life so like i don't get offended by it but it, there's certain but I that here that's rude so i try to do things and, and put, you know and put the words like i love that but like i i learned how to decorate the sentence to say what i want to say but there you just need to get used to because people i understand it can be perceived as more rude like mm-hmm. i totally mm-hmm. understand why and it's not bad intention but it's not it's not that yeah but but it works both ways because sophie sometimes will be like what do you think about this outfit and i and i'll genuinely be like mm, i don't know if it's the best one maybe you could do this differently or and she's open and receptive no i like that or i don't like that yeah, but and like, then i will go no no i really like it i don't know why i asked and i will respond that but no, one, but, no one's, but no one's getting mad at me you know yeah. <laughs> so. it's different it's just different but when you are there you need to you i understand it can be a little shocking but but it's fun too because there's no bad vibes uh, and we're loud that's the other thing we're loud we're loud we're loud um we talk loud we touch we're touchy we touch we talk loud um but we respect the space obviously if someone says like leave me alone um we understand <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah, like, it's not bad but, but for example something that i love is that when i'm walking i hear people laughing really loud in the mm-hmm. in the so i love that sensation Hmm. take me away i know (laughs) that's amazing i actually before the 2020 election my husband and i did some serious research into where we might need to move if things didn't turn out (laughs) the way we wanted them to and and spain was one of like our top places where we were like i think we could really live here so uh you're kind of convincing me it, listen, I hope it doesn't, but it, you know, it, it could happen in, in a year. So, um, yeah. So, well, no, actually, we'll our long-term plan is more to stay, like one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, also, like I don't want to enter, but the political things here, like you just don't follow what we think and how we live. And, yeah. And so, our yeah. friends are so next yeah. few year, ne- next few years, we're gonna move to Spain. That'll be our primary, and then we'll be back here mm-hmm. for friends, family, touring, Spain. the sun in the winter, all that stuff. <laughs> Sounds good. Us too, fan. Yeah. <laughs> Both our families. The kids' life and the adult life is way more mixed. Mm-hmm. That's something that when I came here, I was really surprised. You have something that is called kid, Kids Lunch. It's called Kids Menu. Kids oh, Menu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, exactly what is this thing? And it's like, oh, so kids can eat different. 
was like, but, but they like chicken and they like fries too. And they like, yeah, but in a different way. They have like dinosaur shapes. I'm like, I'm confused. Like, <laughs> chicken, but, and he's like, the truth is like I want the dinosaurs, but the kids could eat the normal chicken. <laughs> so he's like, it's just like, it'll be normal if you're at 2 a.m. in a bar and there's kids. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. And I feel like it's been from what I've heard, there's like adolescences. I feel like there's this time in America where, you know, you're a teenager, you did that stupid thing, or you're in college, you did that crazy thing. But in like, there's less of that like grace period of, oh, you did that stupid, crazy thing, or, or you thought that way, or that was a mistake. I feel like there's in, in Europe, like there's more of um, a quicker turn from, from teenager to adult. Like it just mm -hmm. happens really more seamlessly, more quickly from what, from what I've seen. Yeah, I don't know. It's just adults party. A lot. But yeah, but, but adults have a lot of ch childlike qualities too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it yeah. sounds Ugh. like maybe um, younger people take responsibility for their actions sooner. Because then. we have the freedom. You have the freedom to do what you want. It's up to yeah. you. No, like, for example, you can drink alcohol earlier than here. It's up to you if you decide mm -hmm. to do that or you decide to get drunk. Like, you have the possibilities and you take your choices. But it was crazy because we can drink earlier alcohol and we party a lot. But then I came here to, to UCLA and I was like, this is crazy. Like, I don't know what is going on here. Like, we are... We, I party there until 8 a.m. and I can do whatever I want, but here people is getting nuts. And it was like, oh, because we were restricted for everything. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. see? Yeah. That's what happened. Sometimes so the like, pent up restrictions can be bad. Like, in, for example, in Spain, like on daytime television, you know, like there's like a romance scene and, you know, there's some nipples oh, come nipples. out. We see nipples yeah. since we were on. Now I'm that they were. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, nipples, that thing that is on, in family shows. There mm -hmm. is nipples, not in a sexual way, just in a... So it was really fun when here they have a sex scene and then they take the whole comfort over here to walk <laughs> to the bathroom. I'm like, we one second ago. Why is she, why is she stealing the entire bed? Yeah, like, I don't get it, what she's doing with that bed there. <laughs> but the thing is, like, the person will wake up and leave to the bathroom. It's not like they're trying to show that much, but it's just, like, you will wake up and go to the bathroom. Uh, so there's, like, yeah, I guess nipples are not bad there. But they are bad for Instagram, so here we are. But so, tons of, the guns and violence is chilled out. Yeah, yeah, guns and nipples. That's how it is. So it's just, different values. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> well, I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah. Not you did not convince you that I don't know what will. <laughs> you did not convince me to watch the summer I turned pretty, but you did convince me to move to Spain. So that was my fault. Now I feel bad. <laughs> amazing. All right. Well, before we let you guys go, I know you talked about uh your amazing idea that you're working on that Courtney and I are both already obsessed uh over. Yeah. Do you have anything else in the works that you can share with us? Yes, we do. So we have a um, we have another. Yeah, it's like a thriller horror games, kind of let's say like, that, like thriller games um, with a romance story. Of course, it's just here people can die, so it's <laughs> a high, you know, high stakes <laughs> romance. You can get your heart broke, broken, yes, and and you can die too. So it's like that level, but but that's it's really like no, <laughs> no. But we talk about love, like um really short explanation like um there is this main protagonist called right now it's called alice um and her brother enter in this like dark web game 
and disappears and she has to call the, uh, the Red Rabbit game and she decides to play the game to find her brother. Um, all the way she will realize, is, it talks a lot about mental health, that she will realize that the brother wasn't gay. And, and then it gets way deeper into the relationship of, of brother and sister. And, and at the same time, there is this guy she always liked, but she is an immigrant and she lives in the valley and the guy comes from the country club and is rich and is one of these impossible loves. Um, but the guy, oh, I can't tell you that. But, yeah. but they will. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people are playing this Lots game. Of people are playing the game. And every game is this different challenge, almost like in a Squid Games like way. But with a creepy Alice in Wonderland vibe, and it's actually based on some real events. Um, that that yeah, there's a game called that's a really terrible thing called a Blue Whale game, or there's a game called the Momo Challenge, which is online. People mm-hmm. seduce kids into doing dark, scary, terrible, sometimes fatal things mm-hmm. um, just to play this online game so so this is lighter than yeah it's lighter than that but we want to talk about some of those important themes and then also we have a really cool short story that we wrote that's coming out this next year and we are tales magazine and uh and we're we're developing a whole bunch of other romance books what the romance about you want to talk about the other romance the next romance the oh no um okay uh, it's going to be called the spanish royal scandal and it's about what if an american girl comes to spain and falls in love with the prince of spain and yes. I would say, what if the sister of the prince falls in love with the princess of England? <gasps> so we have two princesses together. Big scandal. Like England and Spain. I would love that. Like woman domination. Like um, there. And then we have what if an American falls in love with the prince of Spain? So there's some like princess diary vibes, but no one's really seen like the Spanish royalty side of things. Yeah. You know, like we hear about the English one and, mm-hmm. and things like that, but no one's done. The Spanish, so we're going to enter in all of that. And the feel is like, you think that the scandals are that, right? Like, oh, like, finally, a lesbian princess and all that. But the real scandals is the shit that is going on in the monarchies. <laughs> because it's pretty crazy <laughs> what happened. is because now our, our princess of Spain, she's 18-year-old. So finally, she's like out to the public. They can take photos of her and everything. And you see the standards and, and it's, in my opinion, crazy, like how she has to dress and behave. And it's crazy to see the sister of her. She, you know, like as stupid as she's taller than the princess, the sister. So they make sure she wears flat um, shoes so she doesn't stand out more than the princess. Things like that in this century. So it's like, okay, there is things to talk there. Um so, and then, for example, it's always like, what is the new boyfriend of the princess? Like, what if he's a girlfriend? What are we going to do if he's a girlfriend? Like, what's going to happen if these things happen? Um, so, I want to enter there and, and show a little bit of that stuff. <laughs> I love it. This I is, need it just immediately. Like <laughs> me taking both of your brains and just like, mwah, mwah. <laughs> Good job, brains. Like... <laughs> Uh, Fallon, could you not just listen all day, yes. all day long? I I was on the edge of my seat. I love it. Thank you so much. Amazing. All right. And last thing before we leave, can you let our listeners know where they can find you online to keep up with all of your latest releases and news and info? Yes. 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 So we're always posting stuff. We're always online. Uh, TikTok and Instagram. We're at Sophie and Jared, which is S-O-F-I-A-N-D-J-A-R-R-O-D. 
And, um, and we'd like to reply, like, if anyone has a question about writing or the industry or something like that, please DM us. Like, we're always happy to reply because we feel like the industry is nuts and really impossible. So we're always, always happy to help. Yeah, whether and whether it's like us doing something fun in Spain or complaining about life in a happy way or, <laughs> or, like real. or posting like trends. That it's not just perfect. Like, you have tough days and there's days that you try to write and nothing comes out and out of your brain. And we just like to be real. And we are like, sometimes like, we plan to do 2K words. It didn't happen. We went to bed and eat a snack. Bye. Like, <laughs> we just like to get it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, thank you both so much for being here today. This has been thank a you. really fun and an interesting conversation. And um, we loved having you guys here. Yeah. My, thank my you heart so is much. Full. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for this space that you have here. And it's it been is. it's such like a fun, flowing conversation. It's been you guys are so awesome at what you do. Um, thank you so much for having us. Oh my gosh, well, our pleasure. That's because you this guys are awesome. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you at whatever next events are. No, yay! Yes, for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys all. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll chat with you more next week. Thank you so much for listening to Happy to Meet Cute. If you enjoyed our podcast, we would love it so much if you would give us a follow on social media. We are at Happy to Meet Cute on Instagram. And also, if you could please leave a review and subscribe, that would be amazing. If you would like to follow your host, you can find Courtney at court underscore k k a e on all social media platforms and you can find me fallon ballard at fallon ballard everywhere you imbibe your social media if you would like to buy any of the books mentioned in this episode you can find links in the show notes and a special shout out to zachary kibby and matt ballard for our amazing theme song thank you so much for tuning in and we hope to see you next time